the Subtle Forces. I'm Frisia. I'm Anja. And each week we take on a different subtle force that is um, vibrating every um, thread of our life. And this, this week we have an itch that we are unscratching and we are exhuming to be analyzed on the medical table. It is the theme of fellow travelers. Yes, fellow travelers. Thank you for joining us today. We have to do the official thing and officially describe from a dictionary standpoint what a fellow traveler is. So I'm getting out my big fat dictionary. Wow, that's a big dictionary. This is the dictionary where after a year of dating, my now husband carried this dictionary for a mile to give it to me as a demonstration of his dedication and love. It is like a 10-pound dictionary. 10-pounder. Okay. Paging through. Felon. What era is that dictionary? Oh, I can take a look in a moment, but I would say a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Felonberg. Fellow. A person or individual, a term of familiarity applied to almost any person of the male sex <laughs> and occasionally to a woman, occasionally, as a good, jolly, or clever fellow, a little fellow, an old fellow, too, a companion, comrade, partner, mate, hence an equal or counterpart. I have to see when this was made to be like, it's it's always a man, but occasionally, I guess, a woman. This is from 1930. Wow. So, 90 years ago. Wait, yeah, 90 years ago. Wow. I'm losing, I'm really losing it today, Anja. Okay, so that's a fellow. Let's see what the dictionary has to say about traveler. Traveler, a person who is traveling. Okay, we knew that. One who has traveled or who customarily travels. Two, a traveling salesman. Three, nautical, a metal ring that moves freely back and forth on a rope, rod, or spar. The rope, rod, or spar on which such a ring moves. Hmm. Okay. A rope, rod, or spar? A tr- well, it's a metal ring. Like a traveler, like if you have a shower curtain that has a metal ring attached to it, like mm-hmm. many metal rings, those are, tr- those are all tra- fellow travelers. Wow. <laughs> More plentiful than we even knew. Wow. Yeah, and you don't really want a shower curtain with just one shower curtain ring. You need you need fellows, ideally 15 to 30 of them <laughs> to keep your shower curtain up. There's also the phenomenon of moving into a new home, buying a new shower curtain, and then buying shower curtain travelers, and then you have more travelers than eye slits in your shower curtain. It's like a promise to the future that you will travel to other locations that need shower curtains that require more travelers. Right. Just a couple of extra travelers. 
Um, you don't have seats for them. There's no room in the wagon, but they're there. They're available. They are there. They're in the drawer next to the sink in the kitchen. I didn't know where else to put my extra travelers. <laughs> the junk drawer. Yes. And the mysterious space under the under the sink. Those of you who are listening to this, um, you can't see it, but Anja is calling in from a really horrid space with (laughs) (laughs) with okay let me describe this for people the walls are raw raw chimney raw wood and then there's a host of missing industrial grade ceiling tiles that are filthy some of them are there some of them aren't it looks like if a dentist's office had a bunch of stuff shoved into it and the door closed (laughs) there's also like a metal rod or spar right behind her no travelers on it and then like huge pieces of roughly hewn raw wood just stacked but what really gets me Anja is that there's like it's like a horror movie there's like a half open door like far behind you with bright light shining through and Something, anything could crawl down through those openings of the missing ceiling tiles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is such an improvement from my last apartment where the squirrels <laughs> were stealing food from the cat. <laughs> oh, oh, no. This is definitely, I, this is definitely an improvement. I really think it's just like the angle and the darkness of, of like my vantage are really getting in the way. I'm going to change everything that you're thinking right now just by rotating the computer. So you can describe what you're seeing. Okay, so there's some really cheery shelves with art supplies. There is a, a pencil sharpener of the kind that was probably in your second grade classroom and a beautiful jade plant, just a small one. A bookshelf. Okay, so it looks like a very fancy exposed brick wall. Oh, and then it's a great view of bungalows, a couple of garages, a Grand Am vehicle, <laughs> Dodge Ram, Grand Am Dodge Ram, I don't know, um, and also a PT Cruiser. Um, there's a lot out there to look at. How much foot traffic do you get back there? Um. Occasionally, a car will just uh, gun it down the alley about once a day, and occasionally you see people standing on their back porch just staring into other people's houses, but um, (laughs) most of the traffic is that of cats. I'd say there's like a lot of neighborhood cats here that are just like free-range cats. There was one free-range cat where I lived in the neighborhood prior to here. But I'd say the the dominant pet was having uh, people who had dogs walking them around. But here, you don't really see people walking around with dogs so much. It's just like free-range cats. So where do you think the cats are leaving and where are they going to? That is an excellent question. Um, I I just see them kind of like looking both ways and then making a leap for it down the alley and a lot of them are cowering under porches front porches 
um, and just kind of staring at you as you walk past. A lot of fear and suspicion. Yeah. Those cats are, are like street cats. They, they've seen a lot. They're on their, on their toes, on their paws. All yeah. The time. Okay, so I take back what I, most of what I said about your space because I really think the lighting made it look a lot more sinister than it is. Right, and I think um, when we moved in, I was terrified because there's like this beautiful window that you just looked out where you can really see the tops of houses and it's huge and it's, it's got sliding doors, but there's no balcony. So you wouldn't actually want to unslide the doors and walk out because you'd die. That's but, very scary. But the, because there's that danger of us sliding the windows apart and walking out accidentally, the landlord told us that they were going to bandage the view up with a piece of plywood. Um, and that made me very sad because then we just have an unfinished attic here with no light at all. Except through the half, half open door in the back yeah, with and, a bright, and, bright light shining through. Yeah, and there aren't even like working electrical outlets on this side of the attic yet. So oh. it would just be very dark. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the computer. I'm looking the opposite direction that Anja is looking, and it is very dark in the attic. But oh, I think yeah. the way that you, Anja, are looking, it's very, very illuminated. Yeah, I wanted you to really see me. Yeah. <laughs> and I do. <laughs> okay, so I have a um, very important survey to administer Okay. You. Right. And um, so each of these items, it's a, it's a category. And for each of the items in my survey, I'm going to need you to evaluate them. And I'm going to need you to rate them from between um, one and 10, 10 being that you're pining for it. And one being that you're not pining for, it. but there's like a very, you know, uh, sensitive gradation in between there. And I, I'm going to need you to defend your evaluations. Okay. All right. These are all modes of transit. Okay. The train. Are you pining for it, not pining for it, or somewhere in between, one through ten? Nine. Why? Uh, well, because uh, a train is... Uh, an improvement from taking the mega bus, which is what I've often taken to get from one place to another. And, and to go anywhere um, is a, a delightful thought right now, because to go anywhere is a horrendous risk um, for me and for those I come across in a pandemic. So so traveling is is a is a yearning for sure right now because I I did try to travel uh, two months ago for my wedding anniversary and we went up north but it wasn't much of anything the only thing which we could do that felt safe was mini golf and walk in the <laughs> woods so we went mini golfing three times. Um, <laughs> But um, did it get better as you kept playing? 
figured out how to get holes in ones, which I don't normally uh, when I mini golf. But I actually saw my game get better. And then next weekend, I kind of wanted to go mini golfing again, but I was back in my reality. And I a fourth time. <laughs> yeah, but like trains are wonderful because like I used to take the train all the way to Kansas City. Like Missouri is um, there's definitely more areas where there's like marshes and marshes are kind of cool to look at on the airplane you're usually next to like some wailing baby because their ears won't pop and they're scared and then you grumble a little bit and then like the businessman I'm thinking of a specific situation that I was in of course and and then the businessman to my right hears me grumbling and then he thinks I'm a terrible woman for grumbling at the at the unending, unceasing cries of a baby. <laughs> Sensing so some tra- some airport trauma here. Yeah, that that was plane number three. Uh, when I when I got on in in Georgia, and 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 I was very tired because I had been been out for about fifteen hours at that point, and I just wanted to go home. I was missing a birthday party. I was tired. I was grumpy. I was starving and like I have food allergies and it's difficult for me to eat anything that I don't cook myself. So I was like reacting to food. I was tired. I was on an airplane. This baby was screaming its head off and I was grumpy. (laughs) And then this man had to tell me that I was like a very evil woman for. (laughs) Did he actually say something to you? Oh, yeah. He was just like. Oh, I'm a father. One day you're going to be a mother and you won't mind that crying baby. And then he had to stand up and, and go, oh, bo, 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 bo. oh, yeah, I know what it's like. Well, I had airplane on my list, but I'm going to cross that one out. Yeah, airplanes can go away. All right. So the next item on my list is um, a Dodge Ram pickup truck. I guess eight. I feel like I could go for a a drive today and it'd be pleasant. Uh, It's a sunny day. There's a lot of room. Maybe it has leather seats. Maybe there's like some knife stabs in the in the seat and the linings coming out and it smells like diesel in there and like every time it turns left you kind of like swing around in there. I mean, that's like what I'm imagining. I'm just imagining like some kid in the back seat was like ripping the seat apart with a pocket knife and I don't know. What item is um, hanging or affixed to the the rear view mirror? Mm, I think it has like a, like one of those stickers of Garfield. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So have you ever been to the Milwaukee County Zoo? Yes. Many times. All right. So do you know how they have like a child, like they have a small train in the zoo for children and adults who are there with children? Yes. One to 10. Mm, Six. Far more expensive than it should be. Mm. That's what it is. It's overpriced. (laughs) (laughs) Sailboat. Five, just because like half of me thinks it could be really cool and half of me thinks maybe I would be terrified if I was on there because I can't swim and here I am 
like out there in the middle of the harbor, the wind blowing, the sailboat dipping, and every time it gets really choppy, I'm probably going to be terrified. I'm going to get dunked. City bus. Oh, uh, I'd say two at this point because um, I think they're free and easy to get onto, but I, I would just feel like um, this is like a COVID disaster waiting to happen. Me too. I haven't taken the bus since COVID started. Um, and, lucky, and lucky that I haven't had to, but I used to take it. Sometimes, every day. Sometimes, like like yesterday, this happened. I was taking my phone out of my pocket, and I noticed that my pocket had opened up the bus app, and it was asking me which stop number I need to know the times for. And I was like, No, 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 no! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, not this, Go not away, this. bus app. Go close, away. close, close. <laughs> okay, meteor. Oh, um, now we're getting cosmic. Um, I think, like, if we're talking a meteor, um, we're talking already impossible. So I'd say nine, because that sounds like just a really cool view. Donkey. Oh. Um, Very seasonal. Eight, although my great grandma <laughs> fell off a donkey and broke her arm in Italy, and then the doctor said her arm wrong, and for the rest of her life, her arm was weird because the bones didn't grow together Ooh, correctly. That's an awful. I was an awful telling. I was thinking about that today because I was hanging up art in my new apartment, and I have a drawing of a donkey. And I hung it up on the wall and I was thinking about my great grandma. And then I was thinking about how much I like donkeys and how when I was in therapy a long time ago, uh, my therapist wanted me to conjure a power animal to protect me through some meditation because she was like a little bit out there as a therapist. And then I was like, I'm conjuring a donkey. And then I kind of started getting like emotional and she was like, is the donkey conjuring good memories? Or bad memories for you. And I was like, I don't know. My great grandma fell off a donkey and broke <laughs> Not donkey related. Mm-hmm. Horse. Eight if the horse is behaving and not um not trying to go too fast. Elephant. Elephant? Uh nah. I maybe a three, just because that seems like <laughs> very high up to fall down. A lot of falling. Well, then you won't like this one, camel. Oh, actually, I think that'd be pretty cool because you can hold on to the humps good. Um, <laughs> if there are humps, I think I think a camel would be pretty cool. I'd say eight. Ocean freighter. Oh, um. I've always wanted to hop onto like an ocean freighter with like cargo and stuff like a train hopper would and just kind of like, like like in a shipping container <laughs> either in or around it and then like just show up on day three and be like hey I'm here and then the ship crew is like oh no <laughs> 
So what's your rating for it? Oh, um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe two because like no thickness and stuff. I'm somewhere between five <laughs> and two. It's down there with the city bus. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I made this up or if this is real, but there was in my mind a story about a writing residency on an ocean freighter. Mm-hmm. Because it's very, very cheap, apparently, to get a ticket to travel on an ocean freighter. Like, cheaper than it would be to travel by plane across an ocean. But the problem is that it takes months. So you're just there. So I don't know if this was, like, a formal writing residency. It's just, like, there wouldn't be a lot to see. Hmm. You couldn't go in the containers to see what's in there. Oh, you'd be there with the same people every day. And you would probably only have like a tiny cabin with like very limited space. Would you have an internet connection? I don't know. A lot of questions. You have a typewriter at least. That would be good to take. um, Fresh ribbon. (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise you'd have to start like rifling through the uh, shipping containers to see if anyone's shipping typewriter ribbon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you could bring a pencil, but then you'd have to be like, uh, can I use like a whittling knife? I need to sharpen my pencil. <laughs> or just a can of graffiti, of paint to um, graffiti poetry on the side of all the shipping containers. There's a lot of, a lot of things not to do. All right, we just have a couple more. Um, uh, trolley. Oh, I would love to take a trolley, like maybe like a nine. And I and I want it to be like a real trolley too, not like one of those buses that's like uh, painted to look like a trolley. Like a like a trolley simulacrum, like a fake. Like a fake I want to be riding up the hill. On a trolley in San Francisco in 1928. Like, can I just do that? No, it's 1999 and you're in Milwaukee. <laughs> I did ride a trolley around 1998 in Chicago. That was a bus. And it was going to the art expo. And it was still delightful to ride upon. Perambulating. Whoa. Like, you mean walking? <laughs> You could say that. Yeah. Uh, I'd say uh, nine because I've already done that today. I would say just not a full 10 just because I have a couple of chillblains on my toes right now and it makes it a little more painful. This is the last one. In the 90s, do you remember there was a toy that was a skateboard except it was only two inches long? Yes. It was like a finger skateboard. Yes. Okay, one of those. Maybe a three, but that's just because I already have a large Hot Wheel collection. So, okay, we've got my unscientific average um, estimate is a seven, maybe even a six for all of these. I'm not the most adventurous person. I think it's a good thing, like, you're, you're happy staying in place. You're not totally pining to ambulate other places to take other modes of, of travel. There were not even any tens. I would say a lot of the astrology people out there would just be like, oh yeah, she's a Taurus. Probably. 
Wow. Fellow traveler. Yeah, fellow traveler. Um, there are multiple graves of Johnny Appleseed all over the region I'm living in. <laughs> really? Yeah, like multiple, like, oh, I, I think this is right. Someone can fact check this for me. Um, who's listening if they care to. But I think that there is a Johnny Appleseed grave here, just like a mile from my house in Indiana. And also in Ohio, there is a Johnny Appleseed grave. And there's a little bit of a scuffle uh, over who has the rightful claim to the remains of Johnny Appleseed. If you were to go on a journey to each of the graves of Johnny Appleseed um, as a trip, who would you take with you? Oh, I would take, um, that's a very good question. I think I would take my pet turtle, Taco. Why? Because he's a true fruit lover. (laughs) He loves eating fruit. And so I think he would really appreciate that, uh, that kind of pilgrimage. Hmm. Would you feed an apple to taco on the grave? Johnny <laughs> I would. I would. And I think Johnny Appleseed would, um, would appreciate that. What do you think Johnny Appleseed was like as a person? Well, I think that he was not very into bureaucracy, right? That's the narrative about him. I don't and even. He danced to the beat of his own apple. And <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember the Johnny Appleseed story other than that he was just really, really into apples. I guess he's like, yeah, I don't know either. He supposedly traveled around and planted apples. Is that the the thought? Let's see here. Uh Died in 1845, pioneer nurseryman who introduced apple <laughs> trees. Okay. He has like a pot on his head in his picture. Like a oh, yeah. The, there's a minor league baseball team here in Fort Wayne that are nicknamed the Potheads, but I think they're called the Tin Caps, <laughs> formally. The Fort Wayne Tin Caps, a minor league baseball team. <laughs> I think we should give our listeners um, an assignment. So the first assignment, the rudimentary one, is to write a postcard. Yeah, we we always have have three assignments based off of how hard you want it to be, I should say. So, right. so if you want like the easiest of assignments, the basic uh, rudimentary assignment would be to write a postcard. Write a postcard to someone. You actually have to send it and you have to take a photo of the message. You don't have to photograph their address, of course, and uh, email it to us. Subtleforcespod at gmail.com. Yes. Yeah. And that's all it is. You just have to write, write a postcard. Write a postcard to a fellow traveler. Yes. Maybe it's someone who you have traveled with. Or someone who you would like to travel with. Mm -hmm. The second assignment is, uh, what is it? The proletariat assignment? Yes, yes. The medium level. 
you have to take a walk in your neighborhood or wherever you're at. And you need to create a Rick Steve style video blog. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you have to you have to record yourself showing the bits of local culture, uh, traditions, and how to to go through your neighborhood while staying on a budget. Because that's always that's always Rick Steves' main concern is is getting the most bang for your buck. And then, so the the third assignment is the impossible assignment, the inconceivable assignment, the ridiculously, like, you're not going to do it. But if you wanted to do it, here's the assignment. (laughs) You need to go back uh, about uh, 200 or more years. You pick how long. Uh, You need to build a time-traveling device. You need to take a picture of that time-traveling device. You need to go somewhere in your time-traveling device. You need to document what you see, hear, and witness with all of your senses. Document that and send it all to us. Subtleforcespod at gmail.com We'll share the results with our listeners from the easy proletariat and impossible level assignments in our next show. And we will also write a little description reminding you what the assignments are um, on our online presence as well so that you can participate. That's facebook.com slash the subtle forces. Thank you for listening to our first show. We hope to continually improve and renew our curiosity each episode. I'm your co-host, Anja Anja, and on behalf of Frisia McKee, the other host of Co. We hope to... <laughs>